Hey everybody, tonight on the Fanatic Forum, my guest Dave Manigley and I will do a deep dive on Thor Love and Thunder, Ms. Marvel, and all kinds of good stuff coming up in the MCU. But first, just this. Everybody, happy Friday and welcome to the Fanatic Forum. I'm your fanatic and host, George Bueller, and we got a fantastic show for you today here. Of course, we got some new comics, another loot to show you guys, and my guest Dave Manningly and I, we're gonna do a deep dive on Thor Love and Thunder, and of course, Ms. Marvel, and a bunch of the other upcoming shows and movies coming up for the MCU. But I can't do that without actually having my guest on here. So, ladies and gentlemen, may I present my guest this time here. He is a improv comic, a cosplayer, a man of the cloth, uh, and even a rocket scientist, because all of his friends love to brag on him about that one here. Ladies and gentlemen, Diamond Dave Mattingly here, and thank you for being on the show, sir. Thank you, thank you. That's a very rousing golf clap. <laughs> well, it, it's just me here, so I mean... I got a couple sleeping cats, but they, they don't clap, so. Yeah. All right. So I got uh, an ovation then. That's that's very fantastic. With an ovation of one, though, it's still an ovation. That's, I love that. <laughs> I might uh, come back for an encore later. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, thank you for being on the show. I appreciate it, man. So, of course, we, uh, we've we known each other for quite a while. You've been, you know, we met at a convention. You've been a supporter of uh, my previous show. Uh, and, of course, you've been a supporter of, you know, Fanatic Forum since day one. And I also want to publicly thank you for hooking me up with the back of the Serial Box Network. So, yeah. So, made lots of new friends on this. That's pretty cool. So Excellent. And uh, I found out this week that Back of the Serial Box is in the top 10% globally of all podcasts. How sweet yes. is that? I know. That's amazing. So, yeah, folks, uh, subscribe and like and listen to the Back of the Serial Box podcast. Uh, you know, whatever you listen to podcasts, because it's everywhere. Uh, so, yeah, so we want to get rid of that zero and get that up into the 1%. So, yeah, yeah of course, every, you know, basically, it's the, the, the bigger picture is that when things go well for the Serial Box show, things will go well for, you know, it will be a trickle down effect. So, yeah. That. That's the idea. So yeah. So yeah. Well, again, well, thank you for being on the show. So, uh, what have you been up to lately? Since I haven't got to actually physically see you in a while, yeah. uh, was at the Imaginary Convention over the weekend, along with John Pika and a bunch of other really cool people. Nice. Uh, we did have our our live from the con episode. That was a bunch of fun. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I guess yeah, uh, I was uh, you know kind of I didn't get to see live, so but I was kind of you know. You know, pitching along myself, like I would love to see a, a last Starfighter sequel. And I know they've, yeah, there's been talk over the years and there's been some sort of development from time to time, but still nothing concrete. Yeah, especially with virtual reality. I mean, you just putting on the glasses and then, you know, being inside the video game, it, it seems like it's got to happen at some point. Yeah. 
And of course, I mean, you just gotta, I still want to be able to catch up 30 years later with Alex Rogan and, you know, how they've been doing out there on the, uh, the, you know, you know, securing the frontier and whatnot, you know, and yeah. you know, did and they get that? Let's see Alex Rogan be the new, um, oh, what's his name and go and recruit people. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the Centauri. Yeah. Yeah. I knew it was with the C. Yeah. Centauri. Yeah. So he could be in reverse roles and he's out looking for the next Starfighter. Yeah. And see, and that's a movie I like to share with people because, you know, if they, you know, didn't get to experience it back in the day, because like my wife, you know, she likes a lot of eighties movies, but had never seen that one before. And I was like, Oh yeah. And that was a love at first, you know, first watch. So it's definitely the best movie with a gung-ho iguana. <laughs> it really is. But there was so much going on in that movie with like, just you break down the cast because uh, I can't remember the actor's name who played Grig and, I mean, it's like he's normally played like a lot of bad guy, you know, stuffy old dude in a suit kind of roles and or very classy sort of thing. And here he is full on makeup, <laughs> you know, and then the music man is basically shilling this, you know, galactic video game. And so, yeah, I was yeah. Like, like, my favorite uh, a bad guy climax lines. What do we do now? We die. We die. <laughs> Yeah, and the the, the sniveling uh, prince who the only thing cool about him was a staff. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, just yeah, just a classic. So all right. Well, hey, uh, before I get to showing some new comics, uh, do you have any new loot you want to share with us? I have some pretty cool stuff that I picked up at a con recently. Cool. Yeah, please. Oh, nice! Captain Carter action figure. And That's sweet. The Hydra Stomper. Yes. Nice. Oh, those are lovely. I also picked up uh, the America Doctor Strange version. Oh, fantastic. Yes, yeah, and great. The, uh, uh, the Cha Cha version of <laughs> That's awesome. And my favorite. Moon Knight. Oh. Been a fan since I started reading him in the 70s. This one did cost me a little bit. But yeah, you have but, a lot of really cool stuff with it here. But I love that too, where it's got the different heads where you go like, you know, the darker face, you know, or oh, that's crescent dice, got the giant uh, staff. Oh, and uh, one final cool. thing be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. Oh. Yeah, I've seen I've seen those uh, the Wild Stallions figures before, but yeah, that that's so cool. Oh, but yeah, that 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 Moon Knight is glorious. So congratulations on those. Whew. All right, well, uh, I got a few new books to share uh, this week here. So got some pretty good stuff here. Uh, first off, from Marvel, a big number one here. Daredevil's back. Uh, you know, we the Devil's Reign series has ended, and so now he's back in his own title again. Uh, Chip Zdarsky is still basically it's the exact same uh, crew that's been on before. Chip Zdarsky and uh, Marco Cicchetto, uh doing the art, and uh, this time basically, of course, uh, Daredevil and Elektra are trying to rebuild the Fist, which is basically the opposing group for the Hand, um, and there's. Basically, Elektra's already gone overseas to try to do things, and Matt's still hanging out in New York trying to wrap things up from there. Um, and, of course, there's some problems that are already kind of you know, seeming to appear already with this new organization, uh, with some old group, and then 
potentially there's going to be a run in with the Punisher because if they're going to go after the hand and it's going in current time right now. Yeah. So there's the fist versus the gun. Yeah. But oh man, it's, it's, it, it's set up for some cool stuff. So, but yeah, but I know they confirmed that uh, uh, Charlie Cox and Donofrio are coming back for the echo series. Do we yep. know if there's going to be a new daredevil series or not? Um, there is going to be a daredevil. They've haven't said like when, or hasn't said any production, okay. but Marvel did say, yeah, they definitely want to do a Daredevil series. Uh, Jessica Jones has been announced to pop up in She-Hulk. And then apparently the reason why Daredevil is in Echo uh, is he's looking for Jessica Jones for some reason. Okay, cool. cool. So that's what I've heard about that. Uh, there is also some plans to revisit uh, Luke Cage as well with, um, oh, the same actor. I can't remember. His name escapes me. Um no one's they've pretty much said no to Iron Fist. Mm -hmm. Uh, the interesting thing is though that nothing has been said about the Punisher. Okay, he's been it's it's noticeably omitted, like they definitely slammed the door on Iron Fist, said, Thank you, sir, we're good. Um, but uh, yeah, no one's saying anything about the Punisher, and of course, there's you know, we we know that they're trying to build a version of the Thunderbolts team, and yeah. Frank wouldn't be a bad choice. So or uh, a bad opponent. Yeah. So, I don't know, we'll we'll, we'll see, but uh, yeah, just it was interesting that basically all the fans want John Bernthal to come back as the Punisher. The Punisher series is available on Disney Plus. Yeah. So, it's like, okay. Where's Frankie? <laughs> All right, uh, DC Books here this week, uh, a tie-in for the Dark Crisis event. Um, currently, what's going on right now, if you're not a DC fan, uh, there's a new crisis, because that's their big tagline for everything, where the Justice League is uh, seemingly dead, uh, and it's a collection of like the worst of the absolute worst of their villains, and apparently they're all working for somebody, some greater, darker power that's greater than... Dark side greater than Pariah from Christ and Infinite Earths, greater than uh, Necron from you know Blackest Night, and you know Barbados from uh, uh, Final Crisis, and so all these really super duper bad guys. Apparently, there's somebody working for them. Well, now, like the Teen Titans and kind of the next generation of heroes, are the who's going to have to put up with these guys? Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, I mean, there, there's some good folks in there. There's a couple of veterans, like Hal Jordan is still alive because he was off planet doing Green Lantern things. Mm -hmm. uh, and Barry Allen is MIA, but Wally West is in the role right now. So, you know, and of course, Dick Grayson's still running around, too. So you've got some veterans still in the, in play. But, uh, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see how the new kids do things here. Uh, but there's a series of tie-ins called World Without a Justice League. And so this one is a Superman and Aquaman double feature here. Uh, and it's interesting because this is basically, if you've been reading the current Superman books, you know that basically when John was initially introduced, he was a child, you know, you know, probably like 10 years old or something like that, uh, and then was abducted and taken off planet. And while he was off planet, basically he was, the time difference, I guess, you know, was much greater than on earth. So basically he was kind of stuck in kind of, he went through, I guess like a wormhole or whatever else. When he came back out, he was aged about 10 years. So, you know, when he left, he was, you know, like a child. And when he's back, he's almost in his twenties. So yeah. that's one of Clark's greatest, you know, 
regrets is basically he missed out on his son's childhood. And yeah. this is a glimpse of what could have been. Oh, interesting. So, so kind of like a, a reverse Umbrella Academy number five. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so kind of, you know, and apparently we found out in the second issue of Dark Crisis uh, that the Justice League, though physically are dead, their essences are still trapped in some kind of like their own little phantom zones. So everybody's in their own little, and basically Pariah's got them all just dangling like a chandelier sort of thing like that. Uh, <laughs> straight up ripping off of Rogue Sun from Image, but you know what? Well, yeah, but uh, but yeah. Wonder if we'll get uh, a, a dead man's Patriot, what Rama, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. There's, it's possible because you know, it dead man's send them back in some way if they aren't you know fully dead or something. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll we'll see how they're gonna. Of course, I mean they're all gonna be brought back, but yeah. So, but it's interesting. Um, the next thing here, uh, definitely, this is a fun book. Is every some of the best books that DC are putting out are their black label stuff, which is basically there for adults only kind of things. Yeah. Uh, the third issue of Rogues just came out, and this is basically involving uh, the Flash's gang of rogues like Captain Cold and Heat Wave and all those guys. Um, Basically, this is kind of an Ocean's Eleven sort of heist sort of thing where um, it's way in the future. Everybody's a lot older and a lot of the rogues went, you know, legit and got jobs and had normal lives. Whereas Captain Cold still wanted to pull off one big heist. Could, you know, still think he could. And so his bright idea is to rob Gorilla City. Okay. Yeah. So, Gorilla Ground looks like he went all kingpin. Well, yeah. See, that's the whole thing is that, you know, Snart's information was a little outdated. So he's expecting, you know, ancient looking city full of smart gorillas. Right. What he gets is completely advanced civilization full of, you know, smart, you know, primates acting like normal people. They wear clothes. They have jobs. Like, Grodd's still, he's king, but he wears a suit and tie. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, hey, so uh, the, yeah. The, the basically the, the job went pear-shaped in, in issue two, and things get much worse in issue three. Uh, but uh, we may have a get-out-of-jail-free card here because, uh, you know, old you know, Leonard Snark got himself a, a bargaining chip that's, uh, you know, well, let, let's say it's, it's, it's something that Grodd will not be able to resist, so. Okay. But yeah, like it, it, it really is. It's a fun series, and zero uh, flash here so far. Um, we're three issues in, and it's just been the rogues. So, uh, but yeah, again, this is a not for kids book. So there is some language in there, uh, and there is uh, a little more bloodshed and violence than is in your average DC book. So there you mm -hmm. go. But yeah, worth picking up though. A uh, couple of indies to share, definitely. Um, this is from Vault Comics. Uh, Barbaric was a mini series they did. Um, I think it was last year, um, and it's just a hilarious fantasy take. Uh, basically, your main character has a cursed axe that basically hunt, that basically just wants blood all the time, wants blood and violence. And but the axe talks to him. Uh, the barbarian's name is Owen. So <laughs> Owen the barbarian, not a very, you know. That's your average name there. But this is a new one-shot called The Harvest Blades uh, that's coming out. So uh, the first series that came out was a three-issue series. And so this is a one-shot that still kind of ties in what's going on. You 
get to see Owen and this is Owen and his axe right here. Hmm. Yeah. But oh, yeah. yeah, that's funny. Yeah. yeah, just great. You know, it, it's great fantasy action, uh, also for mature audiences as well here. Uh, but yeah, the art looks, the, the art looks familiar. Uh, let's see, Wilson. Was it uh, Robert Wilson the Fourth? Okay, uh, ring yeah. a bell. I'll have to look him up. Yeah, uh, definitely a very reminiscent of um, oh um, uh, Francisco Francovia a little bit, who does like a lot of the Archie and uh, uh, he's done some a lot of Batman okay. yeah. stuff too. But he has a very kind of 60s kind of style of art too. But yeah, so yeah, I get what I get what you mean though. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's a lot. So it's a fun little one shot there. Uh, we kind of you know get you going for like the next series that's coming up later on this year. So that should be good. Um, and for any, why this is not an adult swim show already, but it should be, but mullet cop, uh, the flavor of danger. This is a new one shot here. Cause, uh, the first issue and only issue of mullet cop came out last year. Uh, and this is in the future where corporations have basically taken over everything and the complete centers of the universe for everything is the mall. And so, the malls are basically run by, you know, these fellas here who are like, you know, on these high powered, you know, you know, lots of segways here. Yeah, but, but it's just, you know, crazy kind of art, you know, just goofy stuff here, a completely goofy premise. Um, the, uh, Kind of the hub of his communications, the mullet cop here, uh, is a sentient microwave, mm. uh, which he communicates uh, via with like a wristwatch. But yeah, it's like a supercomputer, but it's it's a microwave. So, yeah. uh, and when he's not uh, policing the mall and being mullet cop and doing you know heroic things, uh, he runs a a buffet dinner place. You know, kind of you know like a you know a golden corral sort of place in the mall. So yeah, a buffet microwave place, of course. Well, that's the thing, though, is that uh, the microwave uh, that is in the restaurant is the supercomputer, but we don't use that for making food. Mm, okay. So, yeah, well, you have a different microwave for that one. Right. Uh, oh, and speaking of microwaves, there is a handy-dandy recipe for making a microwave burrito in here if you uh, don't know how to make a microwave burrito, but there you go. So Excellent. <laughs> I used to watch a comedy cooking show of a guy who basically taught uh, bachelors how to cook. Uh, today we're going to make brownies and gravy. Our theme is brown powders. It was so much fun. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah. Is that on YouTube? Uh, I don't know. It was on PBS like 20 years ago. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I know PBS has got some streaming stuff now, so I don't know. You never know. It might be on. Maybe so. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. <laughs> Wash those down with a good old episode of the Victory Garden or something like that, you know? <laughs> My dad used to watch that show religiously. So, yeah, that and the uh, oh, who's the uh, the Cajun chef? You know, the guarantee, uh, Justin. Oh, can't remember last name. Justin Trudeau? No, 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 not it. But yeah, my favorite cooking show though was uh, uh, the Frugal Gourmet. Oh yes, love that show. So much fun. Yeah, man, eighties PBS was really where it is. I tell you what. Yeah, and Bob yes. Ross, Mister Rogers. Oh. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, and last but not least here, this is a big one from Image this week, issue three of 8 Billion Genies. Uh, this is a 
fun, fun series. Uh, Charles Soleil is the writer. Uh, Ryan Brown's the artist on here who does, who's done uh, Curse Words and God Hates Astronauts, but very wonderful, unique kind of artwork here. Yeah. The whole concept, uh, if you've uh, not followed the other shows when I've talked about the book before, uh, is that everyone in the world on one particular day a genie popped up in front of you and said, "You, I'm your personal genie, and you have one wish." Mm-hmm. And within the first eight seconds, the world changed. And so that's in the first issue. And then, like the next issue is the you know the first eight minutes yeah. where everything changed. And then like the, it so it kind of just keeps building from there. Uh, so yeah, but just a very interesting premise. Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, of course, there's some elements of danger there from time to time, too, but it's still mostly a lighthearted book. But uh, it's supposed to be an eight-issue series. It's only three issues in. And last week, Amazon announced that they're picking it up for a series. <laughs> so, bang, instant hit. <laughs> and uh, speaking of genies, uh, we're talking about uh, a, a movie with wish granting and uh, a, a series with Jin. You know... It's it's like that was meant to happen. It really was. So, Well, hey, before we start doing our deep dive into the MCU here, I do want to give a, a moment to uh, acknowledge our sponsor here, uh, Comic Books for Kids. So we'll be right back after this. Comic Books for Kids provides comic books to kids in hospitals and cancer centers across the U.S. It's a place where we can all work together to make sure every child has a comic book. 100% of all proceeds go towards the kids. It's about making a difference, and while they're in the hospital, allowing them to fly like a superhero, battle dragons, or rescue teddy bears. We are in every state in the country and now support over 160 hospitals. Every month, we add more. Visit cb4k.org. And we're back. All right. Okay, folks, so here's your alert now. Spoilers ahead. If you have not seen Thor Love and Thunder, and if you have not watched the Ms. Marvel series, all six episodes, you may want to turn away now because we're going to talk about these things quite a lot. So uh, shall we start with Thor first? Sure. I love the goats. Oh, my goodness. I want to spin off with the goats. They were tremendous. Being someone who grew up in Norse mythology, I have been waiting for Tooth Nasher and Tooth Grinder to show up, and we finally get them, and oh, my God, they did not disappoint. Yeah. Uh, Did you watch the uh, the MODOK series on Hulu? I did not. I need to watch this. I, I keep hearing, so... Uh, episode six, uh, Modoc goes to Asgard and he oh look, goats can fly. So he he finds some goats for himself. Yeah. They don't fly, but they're the screaming, fainting goats. Oh my goodness. It is a, such a funny way you guys threw out. It cracks me up every time. Uh, and then yeah, yeah. The screaming goats in Thor. Oh my gosh, I lost it. Well, and I, I, there was one point I, you know, of course, a lot of people laughed at the line, but I laughed a little harder when they were, of course, they, they were initially brought on the ship and they were still screaming. And then Thor sits about using them for meat and they shut up because <laughs> if we know our Norse mythology, Tooth Nasher and Tooth Grinder basically were the way Thor flies or whatever else. And then, of course, if Thor gets hungry, he can always eat those goats, but the next day they're fine. Yep. So... Norse mythology's got some weird stuff in there. Yeah, then uh, he just started with Loki and all the weird things he did in actual mythology. But yeah, the stuff he's done in the MCU is nothing. 
<laughs> I, don't too, I always loved to when uh, the Loki series was out. Of course, there was the whole, you know, the gender fluidity sort of thing and his off and on relationship with Sylvie and how he's looked at love and stuff like that. And people were kind of up in arms like, tell me you've never read Norse mythology without telling me you've never read Norse mythology. Yeah. It, it's like Loki was more frivolous, or, you know, uh, he was much more of a flanderer than Zeus. And I mean, yeah, Z you know, Z Zeus had, you know, relations with people where he wasn't even human. He, you know, it's like he was swans or, a, you know, a stream of gold or whatever. Yeah. You know, so so uh, if those two are good people. Yeah. Russell yeah. Crowe. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, the whole performance and like, you know, when he's going down the steps, and he has to like, you know, pick up his skirt a little bit, even though there's no way that skirt's going to touch the ground. You know, just watch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I didn't know I wanted a smuck Zeus until I saw him. I know. It, it was, of course, the thing I found hilarious, too, after kind of thinking about it a little bit. It's like the last time we saw him in armor and you know, a, a skirt like that, he won an Oscar for it. <laughs> it was a much different film. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, but of course, um, the thing I like, so, I like really enjoyed off the, uh, uh, the metal skirt and fighting, uh, we had that uh, stinger at the end uh, and somebody had the, the brilliant comment of if we're going to actually get a Hercules movie, somebody really got to get uh, uh, Danny DeVito to be in the movie <laughs> along with him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, he, what was he? What was he like Puck or something like that? Or yeah, uh, uh, the the coach or I, I forget what his name was, but yeah, he, he was a lot of fun. Yeah, and you know, and let you know, James Woods is James Woods. You know, bring him back as Hades. I'm totally down with that. Oh yeah, yeah. James Woods in anything. I love him. Oh uh, yes, I'm. I'm of course we're completely off topic, but I'm intrigued by the fact that the next Dune film they find they announced who they cast as Emperor Shaddam the Fourth. Christopher Walken. Really? I had not heard that yet. Wow. Yeah. I'm like, okay. I was like, yeah. that's that could be interesting because, you know, they've always kind of, you know, portrayed the Emperor as kind of stuffy, but it's like, now he's basically, a, you know, he has the appearance of kind of a blithering idiot, very eccentric sort of thing, but he's also like very shifty and manipulative and, yeah. you know, so it's like, okay. And we get to see some sand walking. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, I, I'm intrigued. But anyway, so just that popped up in my head when we were talking weird castings and things like that. But yes, I agree. Um, no, uh, one thing, of course, I enjoyed about Thor, uh, this particular one, is that it was very much a Hemsworth family affair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was great seeing uh, uh, Matt Damon back playing Loki. Uh, and then, you know, going off, oh, that wasn't a no. And he's got another thing. He's, oh, that, that was so much fun. Yeah. And somebody, I think it was uh, Andrea uh, asked last week, he's like, how did those guys survive Ragnarok? <laughs> well, I assume they were brought there, you know, for the show. And then they, you know, go back to Earth now and then. And they yeah. probably were there on the spaceship with them and everything. Oh, but yeah, that was just brilliant. Uh, and then I love uh, Melissa McCarthy as Hella was an inspired choice. Uh, and then I love wheeling out the portal and, and, and popping through it. All their cheesy play props were so much fun. Oh no, yeah. I'm turning into gold dust. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but yeah, but uh, uh, I know uh, one of Chris's sons 
uh, is the like tiny Thor yeah, when they come to the transition there. Uh, the Wolf Woman. It's the Wolf Woman's Mrs. Hemsworth, and of course his daughter uh, is excellent. Yeah, and his daughter is of course Love, or well, I guess we haven't really have an official name for her yet. Uh, well, as far as I know, her official name is Love, or at least that's what Korg says that it is. Yeah, so that's where I guess where we're going with. But uh, yeah, that kid there is like okay, I'm very because. I have been waiting for Eternity to pop up in the MCU. Uh, not the way I expected it to happen. <laughs> I all. know. It's like, okay, well, because they, they've totally, like, they changed a lot of, they, they changed a little bit of stuff of gore, and they changed a few key things. Of course, like, in the in the book, he had a wife and son, not a daughter. Um, and, of course, the daughter does, you know, he does see her once more, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, he's not looking for eternity for a wishing tree. He's building the God Bomb, and it's going to yeah. kill everything all at once. So, oh, I'm sorry, dear. Hang on. Angel's <laughs> mind there at the end. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, but yeah, but yeah, it was interesting that eternity was kind of this, you know, basically a wishing well, so to speak. You know, but uh, still, the, the depiction of him kind of in the in the Buddha position, you could see the whole universe inside of him, like. Yeah, and I, I like the whole take too. It's, I guess now it's like anytime we're in kind of a, a weird space, it's just going to be a you know perfectly colored skyline, and we're walking on water. So <laughs> our, our human minds can't take seeing this being of you know great power and the entirety of the universe made up of him. So that's what we see. Uh, a little bit like uh, in, in the Moon Knight, uh, when you know you all see the afterlife as something else, whatever fits you best. Yeah, yeah. So the human uh, mind can't comprehend the reality. Yeah. So I, I I really like getting into the cosmic stuff there. So, but I'm yeah. wondering if this child, of course, we know she's been imbued with some sort of you know powers, but is she just this child resurrected with some abilities, or is this actually like eternity? in the form of this child where it's an experiment on its, its part. Like, I hey, let's see what it's like being a kid and being a human. Yeah. Well, I think it's kind of a little of both. Eternity probably still exists. And this is a, you know, a part of eternity living inside uh, the kid. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, a little like we were talking uh, uh, before the show about uh, Starbrand that, you know, Starbrand yeah. splits itself off and, but it's always still infinite. Right. So yeah, good point. Yeah. So it's, yeah, so but I'm I'm excited the implications of where that where where that could lead. So because apparently we are going to get another Thor movie, it's not going to be anytime soon. But um, and uh, uh, given the last two, I hope it is still Watiti who is going to yeah. take the helm. Otherwise, it would have to be somebody who could follow his vision or you know just follow him at all. You know, how, how do you come after you know be the guy on stage after the guy who just killed the audience? You, you can't do it. You know you you bring him back. Yeah, and it's it's funny how we you know we tried the serious Thor and it didn't quite work out, and so we went completely the other way. Uh, and there you go, it's a hit. So, uh, and I don't know, there was one little uh, Easter egg that uh, I'm not sure if you noticed or not, but uh, if you've ever watched the uh, the shorts they always had on the Thor DVDs, the Team Thor and Team Daryl. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Daryl was the tour guide showing everybody the broken hammer. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. man. I didn't, pay, I didn't realize that was him. Yep. I, I saw him like, I know him from somewhere. Where is it? And it was like, oh, yeah. So, 
So Daryl's now working as a tour guide in New Asgard. So mm. <laughs> my favorite though was the uh, the short where basically you know Thor has moved on doing Thor things, and Daryl's new roommate is the Grandmaster. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, it's comedy gold, folks. So th- those shorts are on Disney Plus. If you've never seen them, comedy gold. Dolls are on Disney Plus now too. Good, excellent. I knew they had some of the shorts up yeah. there. Dolls they had his too. Yeah, yeah. So I think all three, because I can't remember if it was two or three, but they're yeah, yeah. But there's they're all on there now, and um, I know like some of most of the shorts are really on there now because I know the Mandarin ones on there, and some of the kind of Avengers adjacent ones. So yeah. Oh, a a non Marvel Disney thing they just put up uh, a couple weeks ago is the Baymax series. Oh yeah, like six or eight episodes, and they're all you know twenty minutes maybe. Okay. Uh, they're pretty short. And uh, and they all tie together at the end, which surprised me. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Of course, we've got you know now we're in our lull because after Ms. Marvel's ended, we've got until what uh, August eleventh uh, or August no, August seventeenth for She Hulk. Yep. Yeah. So got a while to wait for that one. Uh, yeah. but, uh, and of course, yeah, we've got uh, yes, November eleventh is uh, Wakanda Forever. Yeah. Um, so we know that's our next movie and. We are supposed to have a Halloween special for Marvel and the, the Guardians right. Christmas special, right. but no dates for those yet. And uh, the Marvels, uh, we know that's going to tie into the show we just saw as well. Yes. Let's talk about that, shall we? Because there's a couple of big things that happen in that finale. Yeah. Uh, well, well, first that, that her family knows and supports her. That's something we don't see in a lot of other superhero things. Yeah. Uh, and that uh, her mom gave her the costume. Yeah. It was wonderful. I know. That's the thing, too. I just The whole show was just very joyful. It's a lot of fun. It's a good coming-of-age story. Uh, but, of course, it has some differences. Because if you're not familiar with, you know, the Pakistani culture, with Muslim culture, you know, if you've never seen, like, I've never seen a Muslim wedding before. So that was, you know, a delight to get to see that and see the ceremony. And, of course, everybody's having a good time with the, the, the reception and whatnot. So, uh, but then, you know, seeing kind of an authentic look at, you know, what it's like to be, you know, you know, Pakistani in America, and then basically seeing Pakistan today, revisiting its history. Uh, so yeah, that was, that was fantastic as well, but some yeah. major stuff happened in a series that no one really saw coming here. Yeah. A, a very nice couple of things, like you said about the historical stuff and getting a look at that, but I'm really glad the doodles came back. Mm-hmm. This episode, all the weird background stuff and, and the things being drawn, and that, that was so so delightful to see that come back as part of the show because it was a a, a wonderful uh, character all on its own. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course, and the thing I love too is that uh, G Willow Wilson got a little bit of a cameo uh, in the last episode where you're seeing all the people giving little shout outs online or whatnot, and the the one person you know says, "I you know," it's like she looks a little familiar. It's like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she might to you because, <laughs> of course, she's one of the co-creators of Kamala Khan. So, now, you know, uh, uh, who I was kind of hoping they would have had in that montage was the uh, uh, the, the guy from uh, the Spider-Man. Hey, Spider-Man, do a flip. Who was also on the bus with Shang-Chi. We know he's yeah. a YouTuber. Would have been a lot of fun to see him make an appearance, too. Yeah, we, we might see him maybe pop up somewhere else or something like that. Or, yeah, well, I mean, you know, he would be, you know, ripe for the She Hulk series because she's always been very, you know, yeah. glamorous and in the media and, you know, 
then basically a poster child for how gamma rays are good. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so weird to have that kind of dichotomy versus the bad, you know, it's like there's a lot of baggage going on there. He had a bad childhood and everything like that. But then Jennifer's just like, Hey, everything's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and, uh, but of course there's going to be free ice cream pizza at the mosque afterwards for everybody. Yeah. I don't know what ice cream pizza is, but I'm willing to check it out. Because, I mean, you know, I I do enjoy ice cream and I do enjoy pizza. So, yeah. I don't know. But, uh, but yes, let's let's talk about there's two major things that happen in very short succession in this uh, finale here. Yeah. Uh, one, Bruno has an announcement to Kamala about, you know, the further you know, results of her genetic testing. Mm-hmm. And he drops a word that we've been waiting to hear in the MCU. Yeah, we uh, we saw it uh, briefly in uh, Doctor Strange, maybe I guess you know, or at least we certainly heard that musical theme in Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah, and like I say, if you didn't notice it, basically when you know Bruno's telling her, it's like, well, there's some, you know some kind of mutation, you know, in your genealogy there. We don't know. We're trying to you know look into it, see where it is. If you noticed a little bar of the X Men '97 uh, theme played there, so. Uh, and uh, it was a fun little uh, behind-the-scenes thing. Uh, Amon Vellani, who plays uh, Ms. Marvel, uh, she basically, like, she was so excited when this announcement, you know, mm-hmm. when the episode aired, and everybody knows this now, but she, when she read her script for the first time, the, really the only person she could tell and be excited about to was Kevin Feige. So she, like, <laughs> texted Kevin Feige in all caps, like, oh, my God, you know, so, so yeah. Kamala's a mutant, probably. Yeah. Uh, I've never really pictured her as doing anything with the X-Men, but hey, who knows? Yeah. Uh, and one thing we were talking about that I recently found out, uh, the uh, the creators uh, were being interviewed and talking about their initial plans for Kamala when she was introduced was that she was going to be a mutant. Right. Uh, and then the... Yeah, and then the big event going on involved the Inhumans, and so right. Marvel said, "Oh, well, let's you know, let's make her an Inhuman instead." Mm-hmm. Initially, Kamala was going to be a mutant, so. Yeah. But with her being a, a Jin, also, I, I didn't think they would have any other explanation. Why would you have two? But hey, let's, uh, as as much fun and, and coolness as we can put in, let's do it. You know, but like yeah. she said, it's just another label. Yeah, she's, and she's not. You know, we're all mutants in some way. Sure. So, uh, but yeah, just it, it's interesting how this is kind of our first introduction to that sort of world because Feige mm-hmm. has said before is like how his whole plan to introduce the mutants, like he was very, he's been very vague the whole time, but he's basically said, I'm not doing a, let's open up a multiversal portal and thousands of people walk through and here comes Wolverine snickety snickety. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, they've always been here. They've yeah, been here. I think like the theory that uh, when the, the, the blip reversed, the second snap, that could have been it. But yeah, we, we, we don't, but there's so many ways that people can get powers and do things. And, and yeah. you don't, do we really have to have a separate one? It, we, I'm not saying that we, we don't need it, but you know, it just gives us more possibilities, more things to play with. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's interesting that originally, you know, of course they were kind of almost like a double retconning of Kamala. Cause of course, initially when she's introduced, it's like, Oh, well maybe she's this, you know, she's a gin. She's of, you know, this race. And of course they, you know, change up the you know, clandestine group a little bit, which was kind of cool. Seeing as like, you know, Hey, it's a failed group that didn't last 12 issues. And so they, no one saw from them again. <laughs> so it's like, okay, well, yeah. 
Yeah. You know, well, I, I do remember reading the, the clandestines uh, back in the what, late 80s, uh, yeah. early 90s, whenever it came out. Yeah, late uh, 80s. Oh my gosh, the clandestine. How, that is so perfect. Why did they already use that name before? But then it, it didn't go anywhere, like you said. It's nice to see the at least the name getting brought yeah. back, if not actually into the characters. Yeah, well, it, it, it did, you know, I think uh, one or two of the characters in the in the group were like genies or of, so, yeah. I mean, yeah, they didn't have to change too much, but they changed a little bit, but nonetheless, right. yeah, like you said, glad to see a good name being used again. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so we initially think she's a genie, but then like, oh, no, she was a mutant, so that's how she was able to use the band, so then we also find out that that's not an ordinary band. It's that's the only thing that it does, yeah. Yeah, so normally, formally, it was called a mega band when it was uh, wielded by Captain Marvel, uh, yeah. but uh, they changed it later on in the eighties. It's now known a quantum band. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, basically, it does let you change place with uh, Miss Marvel uh, or maybe others. I don't know. Maybe you should have changed places with the Rambo and uh, any, I, I don't know. But we'll see. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, my oh my gosh, did she just learn her shape shifting powers and she turned into no then. You know, she's looking around, where am I? What is, oh, my gosh, I'm in a kid's room and it's surrounded by all this fangirl stuff. So, <laughs> no, actually, uh, Amber's there. Uh, yeah, and, and my wife uh, genuinely popped uh, when uh, uh, Brie Larson pops in. So she she was kind of hoping we'd get to see Brie here at the end, tying to the mm -hmm. to the Marvels movie. And, yeah, we, we sure got her. So that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, but happily, they uh, still haven't gotten to meet yet, which is weird. <laughs> I thought yeah. for sure, you know, if she shows up, they'll, you know, do have some kind of superhero team up kind of deal or be a mentor or whatever. But no, they just uh, tag out. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's like, okay, so, you know, now Carol's here on back on Earth. Uh, and so where's Kamala now? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, and wasn't, uh, in the middle of a, of a space flight, you know, when they swapped. Yeah, exactly. God knows what she was doing. So, uh, but yeah, of course, it was, it was fun too. That it looks like uh, she's had another hairstyle change, and uh, looks like her suit kind of uh, is a little altered too. So, yeah, somebody said it looks like she might have slimmed down a lot too, but I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't she enough of a good look to notice. Uh, yeah, she's been posting a lot of pictures on social media and stuff like that of her progress. Uh, yeah, she's got like abs of steel right now. So, yeah, so she. Your laundry and great cheese, uh, you know. So, so there you go. Uh, movie and this episode uh, in full costume. I didn't pay as much attention as I might otherwise. I guess. Yeah, yeah. She's posted a lot of stuff on uh, social media. So, like, just like how like Natalie Portman's been posting a lot. Of, you know, now she kind of has, but you know, she posted some, you know, pictures while she was doing that stuff. But yeah, it's kind of like she couldn't show off her progress of her, you know, giant body change here. I'm just like, it, it was, it's so striking to me because like, you know, I'm used to like little Natalie Portman, you know, like either like, you know, tiny girl in the professional or she was little yeah. in the Star Wars movies or she's, you know, you know, razor thin in Black Swan, you know, yeah. stuff like that. And then seeing her with these, yeah, and then see her with these giant arms, like, oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, it's nice to see her actually uh, be able to uh, stretch out the the, the role because uh, yeah. like, you know, she, she wanted to get away because she was just the, the damsel in distress or felt like she was kind of becoming that. Uh, but now she gets to be there and uh, uh, be the equal of Thor and actually be a Thor as well. Yeah. 
And it's kind of interesting, too, with that little cut scene where we see her in Valhalla and she's greeted by Heimdall, which is nice to yeah. see Heimdall again. Yeah. Uh, but it does kind of leave a very big door open for her because now she's officially an Asgardian. She's in Valhalla. Yeah. There's and she was a Thor, so she, you know, was a god and she is there. Yeah. Um, but it, I was kind of surprised. I was expecting uh, is that, you know, she picks up the hammer again. She's going to die. Uh, and then she ends up, you know, going to the battle. I thought she was going to uh, die there and become sort of a, a force ghost, you know, there and become yeah. an Valkyrie, you know, like she, she was in the comics or might still be in the comics. Well, that's the thing is that, you know, the kind of an implication for me is that, well, it's like, yeah, she's dead, but when female warriors die and go to Valhalla, they can come back as a Valkyrie. So, yep. so we, we, this is not the last we've seen of Miss Jane Foster. So, mm. uh, but yeah, it's like, it's just, you know, lots of big cosmic stuff kind of just laid on us here in this, you know, you know, in one episode of Ms. Marvel and then the entirety of Thor here. But uh, yeah, our, our MCU is getting much, much bigger here. Mm. I was really happy to see Darcy come back as well. Like, all right, Darcy and Matt Damon are both coming back in a Thor movie. I love them. Yeah, and uh, still in Skarsgård, got to pop in for a little bit too. So, yeah, as a we we didn't get what was the the intern they had in Dark World. Uh, I don't you know he didn't make oh, it past right. one movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe she's seen Jimmy Woo now. Who knows? Yeah, uh, I know there was a lot cut from the film too. Uh, apparently, because. Uh, I think Tycho originally was kind of shooting for closer to like a, you know, 220, you know, 215 kind of runtime. And Marvel's like, nope, cut, 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 cut. They, they wanted a, they wanted a little bit sleeker, you know, movie to, you know, to put out. So, you know, I know like Jeff Goldblum had a, a scene or two that was cut from the film and there was somebody else that was returning but then uh, Lena Headley was supposedly in the film in a role that is still yet to be revealed. And then there was apparently some legal issue, too, that she had to sue Marvel mm -hmm. Films over her not appearing and other, some other stuff going on. So, yeah. So. Uh, I liked the the soundtrack of this one even more than uh, than Ragnarok. Exactly. Yeah. Right. But, you know, Guns N' Roses and then uh, a Dio at the end, Rainbow in the Dark. I think you got some really rocking stuff going on there. Pair that with the, the Stranger Things music we've been getting, and we got a whole rock renaissance going on. I know, yeah, yeah. Kind of, you know, <clears throat> there's there's such a younger audience who, if they've only heard Metallica, you know, recently, or they might hear like Inner Sandman or something like that. Like, <laughs> no, kids, there were four albums of Metal <laughs> Majesty before we got the Black Album, which was yeah. the thing that just forever has altered the band, and they've never come back from it. Yeah. Uh, Although I was totally expecting him to play Bad Out of Hell, you know, when he was there. It seemed like the whole scene was tailor-made for that, but it's all right. Yeah, yeah. It's really a, a, a very nice opening guitar riff. <laughs> yeah, and I love, too, basically, like Metallica's given a lot of love back to the show. Uh, yeah. Iron Maiden's given a lot of love back. Of course, you know, they, he was you know, holding uh, a piece of mind. <laughs> oh, man, gosh, that finale was epic. I mean, it was, long, it was as long as the Thor movie, I think, <laughs> or maybe longer. Because I think the I think the it was like two twenty, and Thor is like just a hair over two hours. So I, mean, I don't remember how long Thor was. So yeah, I knew it, I knew it was kind of in the neighborhood, but yeah, that was yeah. Like a, a long episode. 
course. Yeah. Uh, of course, we do know we're going to get a season five. It's 2024. Yep. Um, and I'm not sure. Have you seen the poster art? No, I haven't. There's a poster that's out, um, and it is official one. It's not a fan art or anything like that, but uh, it is a picture of Will, and half of Will looks like the Vecna, and the subtitle, wow. the subtitle is Vecna's Revenge. So interesting. Yeah, because they kind of set it up where basically, you know, I was like, okay, well, we now know that everything since Episode One all comes back to the Vecna. It's been him the whole time, and. Wow. We know that Will was been touched, and he still has a sensitivity to that sort of thing. That basically makes yeah. him a channel. So, yep. and, uh, another new trailer this week was the uh, the Rings of Power, and Ooh. that looks a lot better than I was actually expecting. It's you know uh, Galadriel's younger days and stuff like that. Yeah, because well, I know this is I think this is first age is when the show takes place. Yeah, yeah, it's like of course Lord of the Rings is all third age stuff. So. Right. Yeah, this okay. is a, September second, maybe when it's uh, coming out. But the trailer is is out. It's about cool. Place. Okay, I I saw the initial one, but I uh, the, like the, the little teaser they first came out with. But uh, okay, all right. Um, I've been very skeptical, but I keep hearing a lot of things. Of course, I've talked. They talk about like this is the most expensive TV show that's been made to date. You know, sort of stuff like that. So it's like okay, yeah. You got a lot to live up to, but we'll see. <laughs> uh, well we are getting about wrapped up here uh, uh anything else uh cool you got coming up here that you want to talk about or promote or anything like that uh well see in uh, a few weeks i'll be out at uh, a gen con oh uh, indianapolis i've been going there uh since the 90s uh Lucky you so yeah uh, that's always a whole lot of fun yeah, my buddy uh, Joe Phelps, he and his wife are going to be out there. So, so uh, you may remember Joe. He worked with me uh, when uh, uh, I was with uh, the TV station doing the fanatic stuff there. And oh. uh, so, yeah, you might recognize if you see me. He, they're all, uh, always uh, do like fantasy flight uh, demonstrations. Okay, okay, yeah, I, I probably met him. Yeah, uh, so. in two weeks we get uh, Black Adam and the League of Super Pets. I think coming out the same day. Oh wow! No, so yeah, I think. Uh, of course, Black Adam looks good, but League of Super Pets kind of looks pretty good. I don't know. It's, it's The trailer made me laugh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, looking forward to, uh, to that one. So I, I really love the uh, uh, the, the Pet Avengers uh, a limited series that, that Marvel did, too. Yeah. Where you get the Thor and Lockjaw and uh, Speedball's cat that has the same thing. All those things. It, it was a lot of fun when they did that. Yeah, so, it wasn't... Uh, it wasn't uh, yeah, it wasn't uh, Squirrel Girl's... Um, oh... I can't remember his name, Mister uh, or something. I remember him being in there. Um, uh, uh, Red Wing. Uh, yeah, Red Wing in there. Yeah, I forget who else. But yeah, I've, and anything that has Locked Jaw as part of the team, there is like I'm, I'm there. I love that dog. <laughs> uh, the only good thing about that in humans TV show is they got Locked Jaw right. <laughs> uh, well, I was I was a big fan of uh, of uh, Anson Mount, the, the the actor you know playing uh, a Black Bolt and Medusa. And uh, 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 Maximus, yeah, Maximus, yeah. I, I've loved them and other things, and they were both, or all three of them, were amazing. Uh, yeah. The show itself, it seems like, it didn't quite have a lot of uh, uh, direction behind it. It wasn't, you know, as well put together as it might have been. But uh, those three actors, you know, they brought it. 
yeah. And of course, it was nice to at least get Anson Mount back, you know, in uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, you know. So, and have you been watching uh, the the Strange New Worlds? Uh, no, I haven't. I don't have uh, Paramount Plus, and I'm not. I always, you know, my Star Trek fandom is very casual. Um, I grew up on the you know the original six movies, um, and I grew up more on Next Generation. But like, yeah, I've never really followed the rest of the franchise as much. Like, I never. You know, I watched a little bit of Deep Space Nine after, like, basically after Cisco shaved his head and Worf got on the show and they got guns on the ship and stuff like that. So, uh, but I never, like, I don't think I ever watched Enterprise or Voyager or anything like that. So, yeah. Now, the Strange New Worlds is basically uh, the the prequel to the original series. Yeah, I heard it's, it's Pike. And it, yeah. you know. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, already finished. Uh, and Anson Mount uh, is the captain. Oh, cool. Uh, okay. So uh, it's definitely worth seeing for that. And uh, every episode has been just amazing. So they're yeah, like I, the best season of any Trek ever. It's, it's worth checking. And I found yeah. out that if you have uh, T-Mobile, uh, that you get a free year of Paramount. A free I have T-Mobile. Not a bad deal. Mm. You hop on their side and say, yes, I will. I will happily accept your free year. <laughs> yeah, I need to kind of up my, uh, uh, I think our like, well, of course, we still got our planet, like that, but hey, I've got I'm rocking a Galaxy Nine, so and I'm, you know, I know it's an, that's an old phone now by uh, today's standards. So, yeah, so, uh, yeah I keep my phones as long as they will uh, stay alive. I, I do too. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. if it's literally not broke, then there's no reason to fix it. So, yeah, <laughs> you're four generations behind. Uh, God, I'm so old. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, since I'm working cybersecurity, I, uh, this is the first time I've had my camera on in you know, many months. You know, <laughs> turn everything off and disable it, and unplug everything I can. You know, I'm sure. sure when I, you know, well, see, it's a special occasion then. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, again, I appreciate you being on the show, Dave. Of course, I've always appreciate your support and uh, your uh, you know commentary on things and you know, whatnot. So yeah, I just. Yeah, it's been fun having you on here, and we'll definitely have to do this again. Yeah, I love it. So uh, keep on out there. Uh, be an informatic, man. I, I appreciate it, man. I sure will. So, well, folks, we're going to wrap up things for this week. So you all have yourselves a wonderful weekend, and we will see you next time on the Fanatic Forum. Take care. Stay weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>